And welcome to another edition of <laughs> The Power of Fitness with Jack Nunn. How's it going, Jack? Good, how are you doing? Good, man. Well, I guess today is, what, December 4th. 4th. Yeah. The year's almost over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was, and I was there. Schitzen and Itza. Near Cozumel, because I came back from the Ironman in Cozumel, Mexico, near the Riviera Maya, um, and the Yucatan. And um, let me tell you, those Mayans are um, some hardworking, um, crazy people. They they uh, they showed us the the huts that they live in, three meters by three meters. Really? That's it. Wow. And um, all they had was uh, chocolate, you know, back in the day. Yeah. And also, uh, what I think maybe, oh, and gum. I found out that you know at Wrigley's. Uh, was actually bought the Yucatan started with chewing gum. Um, they had chewing gum and from the, the trees there, right? And then the Wrigley's actually bought a bunch of land down in the Yucatan and started. It. Anyways, this is before all the chemical stuff, but um, but yeah, chocolate and gum they're known for. I didn't know any of this, and then they can't grow anything because it's all volcanic uh, ground. So, so there's really nothing that grows in nothing that. Nothing to grow on that. Yeah. So they're um, they were. Uh, Hard working, very very hard working. They still are, um, and uh, just a lot of history there. So it was a pretty amazing trip. Wow! After after the destruction of my body, <laughs> I had to like go around and um, take a few sights in and stuff. So it was great. Well, that's a good you know, that's a good start. Uh, you know, when you talk talking about you know somebody or you've trained you trained so long for an event that that's grueling, you know, so grueling with you know the triath- triathlon. What does one do to recuperate, and how soon before you can start? Or does one, uh, you know, when you have somebody, maybe you're training somebody for this, and they and they compete in that event over the weekend, do they get back in the gym on Monday, or does, I think the body tears down, so it's got to be some time to recuperate, right? Yeah, your body's uh, after event like that. I I I was hurt for. I mean, my whole body was kind of hurt um, for at least I think four or five days. My knees were swollen from the run. And the bike, um, and uh, I didn't start feeling normal until like six days after. Um, as far as like you know, back to hundred percent basically. Right. But then you know, you just kind of. I, I took ten days. It's a big vacation for me. It was the first vacation I've really had in about a year. Um, <laughs> I've been or more and more or longer actually. And it's been it's been a while um, since I've had a really solid vacation like that. Um, I've had a few days off here and there, but nothing like that. So I was able to kind of go out and see the sights afterwards and, and really enjoy and stuff like that. So much, much harder, uh, event than I could have ever imagined. Each, each Ironman is, is distinct for their own. They all are characterized in different, um, levels. They all have different, um, things that the no not, no one is alike really. right so it's it's really kind of it makes it a, a very interesting event when you go into it like that and um i would say during the whole event i was fighting it was a fight um the whole event and it, it wasn't really i was, wasn't really that comfortable at any part. any part yeah and you really are you really are but i thought it would be easier 
<laughs> you know, but <laughs> well, this is your, against, how many Ironmans have you done so far? This is the third. The third. So yeah. France was the first. That was just just total destruction. I mean, that's that's the hardest I've, I've ever done in my life because of the 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 Nice, the Pyrenees Mountains in Nice. People talk about, oh, this is the hardest one I've. Oh, this is the hardest. You know, they they argue among the twenty eight. 29 I think there's about uh, somewhere in almost near 30 Ironmans around the world right now. Right. Hawaii is a championship. Everyone's trying to get there, trying to qualify, trying to get in the lottery. Um, and that is debatable, deb- debatably the hardest one. But France is actually uh, also, many people don't know this, but France used to be where the world championships were oh. uh, back 10, 15 years ago. So um, now it's in Hawaii, uh, or back in Hawaii. Maybe they switched. I'm not sure of the history on that. But um, but France is. Uh, I'll always challenge people <laughs> if they say, "Oh, Wisconsin was the hardest." I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Like, did you did you have a mountain in your ride in your bike ride? Did you have, did you climb thousands and thousands of, of vertical climb and feet? Um, did you have to?" compete in 95 degree weather in the in blazing heat you know and um that that was just destruction yeah um and the next year to brazil which was a lot easier because it was flat but it was raining there they had each one has its own unique thing cozumel you have the wind yeah um not only that i was expecting for that on the bike ride, but then there was jellyfish in the water. I got stung the whole damn time I was in the water. So, and people were like, oh, big deal, no big deal. Well, you know what? It's, you know, you're kind of already uncomfortable swimming two and a half miles, and then you have jellyfish attacking you, and people swimming in front of you, and the currents were horrible. Uh, they said something like, I've yet to look at it because the coverage wasn't that great as they're covering it, but um, I've heard rumor, I had rumors that. Well, I know that at least 300 or 400 people didn't get out of the swim. Oh, wow. Yeah. So out of 3,000 competitors, in the first two hours, uh, what is that, 10, 20% or 30% of the competitors didn't get out of the water. They didn't make it So because there's a two-hour cutoff. I was slow and god awful yeah. uh, in the swim um, because the currents and the jellyfish and the people that were swimming in front of me and it was horrible yeah. um, once I got out of there I, I I got on the bike and then I was good on the bike but then the roads were all gravel oh really yeah and they had redone the roads last year but only certain parts so and maybe they redid the roads, but they thought they redid the roads, but it was, I hate to say it, but Mexican road, I don't know what, you know, like, cause they had Mexican time, Mexican, you know, some of the roads were nice, but it was, it was honestly, we took three laps around the island, uh, two long laps, one short lap, equaling to 112 miles. When we were riding, the, um, the roads were so rough that it felt like my whole body is being jackhammered. Yeah. Like it felt like I was like, when I got to the flat road, I literally like expressed that ah <laughs> moment because it was smooth. Yeah. And, um, and I had, I have an aluminum frame on my bike, which is more forgiving than a carbon frame. Yeah. And, and then the high winds and all this stuff. So I was, I was getting beat up and, um, 
luckily it didn't get a flat or anything like that. But the whole time I was scared about that, you know, because you have gravel, who knows, glass, I don't know what. Um, and then the run, I, uh, anyways, it, it, get, it goes on and on. Uh, the run, the run um, actually was kind of, was more, was the most impressed with my transition time. It took me a minute and a half to transition from the bike to the run, which is, um, and I went to the bathroom. Oh really? Yeah. And so I was like, wow. And I, I didn't practice transitions, you know. And man, that was fast. That was like wow. And I knew I was fast because I, I was like, okay, boom, boom, boom. Um, shoes, whatever. I'm leaving my bike stuff on. Okay, go, go. Helmet off, and then bathroom, go. Yeah. When I right immediately when I got out to the first two miles, my back seized up, and I couldn't move forward or back. Yeah. And luckily, they're passing on ice. So I uh, full on was thinking like I was tying up ice bags and like MacGyver, like put, you know, <laughs> anything to like do anything. And I put two ice bags behind my lower back, two on my neck because the bike ride just just destroyed my upper body, mm-hmm. my shoulders, my neck from that position. And I ran with that for for a couple hours with ice bags. Yeah, and it must have been a sight for people who were coming through <laughs> running behind me. And like, you see this guy who's six three, six four with. Five ice bags on his, you know, <laughs> you know. Uh, then the heat, the humidity was 75, 80%. The temperature is about 80 degrees. Yeah. Um, and then I had a pace guy on my Garmin GPS watch set for four hour marathon. And I knew I was in trouble when I looked down at the pace guy. <laughs> and um, at the six mile or 10 mile mark, somewhere within there. I looked down at my pace watch, and I was only 30 seconds total, 30 seconds ahead of the pace guy. Yeah. And every, I was, you know, it, it was like I was, tr- for each, I was battling for each second. Right. You know, and that's just, and I was like, is this, is this and I was trying to figure it out, I'm like, this can't be 30 seconds total. I gotta be 30 seconds per mile? Like, you know, I started <laughs> battling, actually it was kind of cool, because I started thinking about stuff the whole race I right. was like this can't and then I looked at the watch and I'm like no it's 30 seconds because it's for the time yeah I looked at the time of day and anyways I ended up um, um, I ended up getting 15 minutes faster than previous Ironman my previous fastest Ironman so I ended up with 11 11 hours and 25 minutes so um, I was shooting for under 11 yeah um, but with all the stuff that happened um, it just, it just, it got held up. The swim was slow. The bike was rough. Um, and it was a battle, yeah. you know, much harder than I ever expected. So, but in the end I still did faster. I still, you know, I know I was in shape because the last 2000 meters of the, of the run, I started thinking about rowing yeah. and I started thinking about like, I started cause you get days, you know, you're, you're at the end, you're 11 hours in. I started thinking about, um, my college days. And my, my rival for years was Washington. Uh-huh. So I started going into this zone where I was like, I'm going to race Washington. I'm going to beat, you know, I'm going to beat him up. I'm going to, you know, so I started imagining that I was rowing, but I was running. Right. And I was racing against Washington to the finish. And I was so out of it that at the finish, I missed the finish line and the Ironman. So I took another lap. I, I was on my way for another lap. Instead of going to the finish line, because yeah. I couldn't see where it was, and I got dis- discombobulated and confused, so I actually probably cost myself about five minutes there. Yeah, um, 
And, um, I mean, a lot of people will say, how could you do that? Well, there's a lot of, you know, you're kind of out of it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> look out that long, you know, so I did find the, fin- I got the finish line and, um, felt strong. And then, um, but yeah, I mean the recovery, you got to take time. Yeah. Um, you can't come back too soon. I think there's someone else said, uh, I overheard some other athletes talking they're like, yeah, it takes about three weeks to recover fully, you know, from that. I would say not that long. Yeah. I'd say 10 days. But, you know, well, you, know, you, know you, you brought something up, uh, you know, about in the middle of the competition and, and kind of think thoughts going through your head and stuff like that. When one is putting that much stress on their body, you know, you, you hear about these guys that run 100 miles in the desert and stuff like that. How do you nourish yourself throughout the day while you're competing? Yeah, it's extremely important. Um I would say the most important, obviously, is hydration. You got to stay hydrated. You got to have the balance between hydration and bathroom breaks yeah. because unless you're, you know, one of those athletes that doesn't, doesn't care and goes to the bathroom on their bike, I'm not one of those. <laughs> I, I like to stop and go. <laughs> you're kind of um, civilized, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm more civilized. But there are the athletes asking, oh, "How do you go to the bathroom?" You just go. You yeah. Know? Um, I like to find that balance between hydration and um this the last two Ironmans I, I timed it perfectly where my transition off the bike into the run I went to the bathroom mm-hmm. so you're not wasting any time right also from um the swim uh to the bike I didn't have to go this time um I only went once but that's hard to do I mean because you're sweating so much and then the balance between that so number one is hydration number two is uh is um, obviously eating. Yeah, because you're burning a ton of calories. Yeah, you're burning a ton of calories. Your heart rate's at... My heart rate, I kept checking it. After a while, I was like, screw it. My heart rate's going to be what it's going to be, you know? I just want to check to see if I wasn't going to go... And it stayed at, like, around 130 to 150. Mm -hmm. Um, 140 was average probably the whole time. Um, So I think that's called zone 2 or 3 or something like that. Um, But... You know, you're just checking your heart rate to make sure that you're not... But you can feel it. As an athlete, we know where we are. But you just want to check it to make sure you're not going over or under. Um, But eating. And I had two Cliff Bars um, unwrapped on my bike, stuffed in there. And um, I kept eating little bits every hour. um, Like little chunks and stuff. And then I had... um, I have a goo... Um, water bottle in the middle of my bike and I got this idea from one of the a professional Ironman athlete uh, in Brazil a couple years ago and he said to stick all of my goo packets in this one water bottle stick a little bit of water in it and freeze it overnight uh-huh. it turns into one big goo dispenser <laughs> so you can lift that and you can use that instead of taking the wrappers yeah. and doing all that stuff best advice ever and it works super well so it's super concentrated gel pack right there and I take that up every hour yeah and um, and then I, I kind of flush it down with water now goo is that mostly carbohydrates is that like the cytomax type stuff yeah it's I used to work for them in college so um, they have a rock team which was called hard rock we kind of did, our, did uh, some testing for them uh, we took their product and before it was development stage mm-hmm. um, also they have goo2o which is a sports drink I also did the, um, um, I loaded up, because you're allowed to have it 
right when you get on the bike. I loaded up one water bottle full of like the Juice Plus Complete. Uh-huh. So I did the protein, and I had about three scoops of that as a meal replacement. That was right. on the bike with you? On the bike when I transitioned from the swim to the run. Uh-huh. So I had three water bottles total, one with the Goo Dispenser, one with the Complete, and one with... with uh, a bunch of uh, Cytomax kind of drink because mm-hmm. you're that's the only shot you're gonna get. You right. don't have assistance um, during the ride. You don't have people helping you out. You have the the guy. You have the people that are volunteers that are handing out water bottles as you go. But that's just water and Gatorade. Yeah. And I just stuck to water um, <laughs> for the rest of the event. Um, I did do Gatorade during the run. Um, and power gels and stuff like that. And they have bananas and stuff. Um, in Brazil, I always laugh because in Brazil they handed out Red Bulls <laughs> and, uh, and soup and hot soup. And I was like, "What is this?" You know? uh, it was, and they had a DEO. Yeah, it was crazy. So it was, it was kind of funny. Um, but this was this was very well organized, uh, very well assisted. Um, they had ice. It was amazing because um, obviously they knew it was gonna be hot. Yeah, but. Yeah, hydration, um, getting enough to eat third, and this is not, this should maybe be first, um, this is one of the most important ones, is salt tablets or salt sticks mm-hmm. or, or um, uh, Endurolites is another thing. I used salt sticks, I took a, bo- I, I used a bottle, 60 or I think it was like 40, 30 or 40 pills during the whole event, and what that does is, you're, I think you're because I sweat a lot yeah. and most some people sweat more than others and I sweat a lot so every hour they say to take two two pills um, so that's 11 hours right there that's 24 pills I took about 30 to 40 wow um, where do you find those like just in the, yeah just any triathlon store yeah. it, all it is is uh, it's like table salt yeah sodium chloride um, and then also uh, potassium yeah is in there lots of potassium and calcium, uh, stuff, just all the minerals you need because you sweat too fast. You sweat to, in order to get that back. And I learned that before my first Ironman because I didn't have those. And I was like, what's that? And the guy was like, dude, you got to, you know, my buddy was like, you got to get them. And that saved, I mean, that saves you right yeah. there. So I had two of those, um, one on the run with me, like capsule, like a, a packet, a pack where I have it. Um, so I try to take those every hour or so, every two hours. Um, it's hard to kind of time it, you know, but you just do the best you can. Yeah. Um, and by the end, I was depleted of everything. I took, I ate everything on my bike, did all the power. It ended up working perfectly for what it was. So. You know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, with uh, endurance athletes, <clears throat> you know, I mean, any athlete or you know, anything you do in life, you, it's all about preparation. Yeah. But with an endurance athlete... Because there is so much going on, uh, and, and it's, it goes over a course of a long period of time, at time with times where you're actually kind of foggy because you've been out there doing something so long, you still have to stay in tune with your body and kind of anticipate things and, and kind of have this routine. Uh, you know, every hour I need to do this, every hour I need to do that. How hard is it to, to remember to do that? Because when you're training, you really don't run a complete Ironman or a complete, you know, in the training process, I mean, you do all you you know you work out and stuff like that. But how difficult is it to keep focused on that? Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's it's not too bad. I mean, you just kind of um, look at your watch, make sure you're 
and you, and it's also feel you know you gotta and it's reading what your body is doing and anticipating yeah sometimes you can't anticipate but you try and um, is that kind of like when people say when you long rides or long thing drink water before you're thirsty yeah and exactly that kind of stuff yeah. yeah exactly you can't wait till you're thirsty and um, actually it's interesting the marathon at mile 20 um, you, in the Ironman they say at mile 13 that's where the wall hits mm-hmm. um, I was able to push past that and I felt great um, but then I got a little cocky <laughs> and I didn't I didn't I only had two goo packets, and that's a four-hour run. Yeah. I only had two goo packets, and then my and then my salt sticks in my pack, and I ate a few power gels, but I, then I, it wasn't enough. Didn't ever, you know? Didn't have anything to eat. Ate on the bike. Used that, all that up. The two Cliff bars that I had. Yeah. Um, and they complete because you don't have that assistance. They do have special needs stations, but I think it's kind of a waste because. Maybe for your first time, not so much, but they have two bags, so five bags total, mm-hmm. meaning that you have a transition bag from the swim to the bike, and then they have a special needs bag in the middle of your bike. You could stop off and pick up a special needs bag right. to get more if you need <clears throat> more food or whatever, but for me, I'm looking for time, so that's that's just that's slowing me down. Right. But for for people who are... Um, maybe first Ironman or training for it or just getting through it, that's something that they can have. Yeah. So they can have that extra assistance. Um, so you can leave that for yourself. Also, in the run, they have a special needs bag for the run. But I don't use the special needs bags yeah. because I have everything with me or I use stuff that they hand out. But for people that need, you know, any like meds or whatever they need to get through it, you know, then that's important. But, um, but yeah, it's it's just you gotta <clears throat> you gotta listen to your body and you gotta anticipate and it's also just luck, you know. What I mean, some of it because, um, yeah, you don't know, right? You know, you don't go through that event and your body is. I mean, when it's more healthy, you go to the bathroom more. So it's a tricky situation when now in this in this event. I did have to go to the bathroom at mile 90, mm-hmm. but I, I held out till till I transitioned. Now, it can hurt you, though, yeah. because you have to go, and, you know, it's affecting that, and, you know, it sucks, but you're you're trying to balance it out, so. Also, in Brazil, I think I had to go, to at mile, about the same time. In France, I had to go, like, right away. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing, and I had to stop at mile 80, um, which I was upset, but that was the least of my problems, you know, so. You know, it's interesting because uh, um, you have this uh, idea of an Ironman competition or a triathlon, and I've been at triathlons at changing stations, so everybody, you know, people are running out of the water, jumping on their bikes and taking off, but you never, you know, I really doesn't, it never really thought about all the, ba- you know, with a few bathroom breaks and stuff. Do people actually stop and rest along on some of these things? Uh, I mean, you talk about that the special needs station, which is a, an yeah. extra stop that some people have. I mean, is this always perpetual motion, or do some people just say, "I, I need a break for some a few people"? Minutes? Some people take breaks. Yeah, yeah. You have, I mean, there's a big, it's a big time limit. I yeah. mean, and mostly, most everyone finishes. I mean, you can go really slow and still finish one. That's why I say... I'm glad you think so. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean you, can, you can. You can, you can, 
you can do it. I mean, the swim is probably the trickiest because they they allow two hours in the swim. Yeah, and that's a little tricky because that's not a whole lot of time. I mean, you What's the average time on that. the swim? The average swim is probably like an hour and ten. Really? Yeah, it's not long in the water. Huh? Yeah, yeah. The pros are doing like forty-five um, to an hour, mm-hmm. and then like, and then the other average is probably like an hour ten. Yeah, I went. I went super. Maybe maybe a little slower than that. Maybe an hour fifteen. I don't know. Somewhere it depends, you know. Um, but and then some people freak out. I mean, you know, like in the water or whatever. Or, you know, I mean, if three thousand people are starting at the same time, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of legs, a lot of arms, a lot of elbows, a lot of you know. Some people can can't handle it. And and I was I was very uncomfortable the whole time. Yeah. And I and I and I actually. I didn't really start feeling that comfortable until about 50 miles into the bike. If that was comfortable, then I was jackhammering into the ground, Yeah, you know? So it was pushing the whole way. It was, it was just a very, it was much harder than I expected more than I ever could expect. So, but, it, um, but you're allowed these time slots. So you're allowed two hours for the swim. You're allowed, I think it's eight hours for the bike. Mm-hmm. Um, something like that. And then it's like seven hours for the run. 17 hours yeah uh in u.s ones you're allowed 18 hours i think in france you're allowed 16 makes it trickier yeah because it's harder with the hills and so we you know you you see people in there you know you see them running and you're like they're not going to finish you know and some don't most do um but then it's like oh how did you do you know what was your time right and so i i really I'm a bigger guy, so it, it, it's a more it's a disadvantage for me. I'm 210 pounds, and um, it's it's very difficult for me to to get fast on the run. The bike is an advantage because I have that weight on a flat road. The the swim isn't you know it's a, you're floating, so it's right. not a bit you know. But the run is where destruction happens. So um, so I'm I'm looking I I think an impressive time is a 10 hour um anything below 10 hours is is really really amazing yeah um i have a few friends that have gone just below 10 um the pros are doing eight something i mean it's ridiculous yeah i actually got lapped by the leader <laughs> and i turned to the i turned to one of the other guy and he goes and he doesn't he, he i don't even say anything and he just reads my expression and he goes yeah he goes, <laughs> He goes, yeah, that's fast. Because <laughs> I was hauling, I was going like, I was going like 22, 23 miles an hour. At some points, it's going 24, 25. Yeah. This guy just, just shot by me. And he had, and you could tell he was a leader because he had the, you know, all the police behind him and stuff and all the, the chase guys. Uh-huh. And the guy just, just, just shot past. I shot past the other guy that he said something to me. You know, he's like, yeah, that's fast. You know, and I go, yeah, I go. Did he just lap me? Yeah. So and, and the leader, the leader got eight hours and fifteen minutes. Well, I mean, it's just nuts. That's just nuts. Yeah. Uh, three hours faster than me, and then, like I said, the two guys that broke into the ten hour, they got a nine fifty nine. One of the guys is a two time Olympic um, bronze medalist. Yeah. Um, from Canada, this guy Scott Franson, another guy, um, that did it. Uh, 
was another rower, you know, that, that broke into the ninth. Well, and, see, when um, you got lapped, then you know how I feel when you do, have us do 2,000 meters on the, yeah, on the yeah. erg, and then you, you're getting up and walking away, and I got about 1,000 meters to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, it's very humbling, and I have to say this, this, um, this event was, was much better. I felt like, um, I did, I did what I could on the run. I, I didn't see any big people. I always get, you know, kind of when I see people my size, I'm like, I gotta beat you. <laughs> Cause that's what, that's what I'm competing against. Yeah. You know, like the, they're big guys. Yeah. You know? So, um, but anyways, you know, it was a good event. Well, we were just about out of time, but I wanted to ask you one more thing, uh, about, uh, when you when one competes in something so grueling, uh, you know uh, that lasts a long time. It's you know the, the, what we call those extreme extreme sports and stuff. Yeah. Coming out of that, nutrition wise, I mean, you seem like you're you you kind of depleted everything out of your body. Do you just go out and have a big giant meal, or do you have to kind of ease back into things? Or no, yeah, you can. You can enjoy. I definitely enjoyed for like a week, yeah. you know. But you don't want to go overboard. You want to keep your fitness and your nutrition. I found this year because it's been a couple of years since I've done one. Yeah. And this year I went the fastest with taking time off, you know, years off, and I felt this year has been the best in shape I've ever been, um, including my recovery time. Yeah. It was faster. Um, mentally, everything was faster, and I have to owe that to nutrition. So, I have been taking the Juice Plus, you know, um, fruits, vegetables, and vineyard for the past couple of years. The Complete, you know, which helped me during the run. Yeah. I took a bunch of uh, fruit, the the pills, um, the Juice Plus pills before my event yeah. and leading up to it. I was like, you know, and it really helped with the energy and, and also getting um, the endurance. Um, I, on the bike, I was destroying people on the bike. Yeah. Uh, mainly because rowing is a direct cross training to to cycling. Other guys had some cycling techniques where they would get off the bike, but yeah. just their butt, but they stay down. Yeah. I was getting up, and I didn't care. I was like, I'm gonna come up like spin class and just launch, and I was just driving my legs through. And it's not as efficient, but. I'm just so strong on the bike that I was able to really power through. Now, last question before you know, we're, we're running a little bit over, but do you attribute to some of that? Because you, you've you been training on the Evo, yeah, which is a little bit different than the regular spin bike. Yeah. And you think that some of that has to do with that type of a... Oh, yeah, for sure. Recovery? I mean, the indoor, the indoor bike in general and then the Evo, which sways, because mm-hmm. um, I was getting some sway in there and in that upper body core movement I mean that all it all comes into play yeah. so but the rowing I mean I was I have pride in, in the sport and I have because there's not that many rowers out there and um, the whole time on the bike um, and some of the run I was um, I was taking that pride in I was going I'm a rower I'm going to beat all of you guys you know and I was passing I don't think I got passed on the bike once Yeah. I think I got passed a couple times but I passed them back and I, I was it was it felt good and, um, you know, there is a balance. You don't want to push too hard in any certain event because you blow up in the end. Right. Um, but I felt strong enough where, you know, I will have to work on the running again if I do another one of these or, you know, I mean, I'll have to work on the, 
the pound, you know, the impact. Um, but the, the cycling was, was, was amazing. Very cool. Yeah. Jack, uh, how do people get a hold of you and what, what, what websites, websites can they go to to find uh, other things you got going on? Yeah. Powerhousesit at, g- um, at gmail.com is my email. So if you have any questions, I can, um, answer you there on anything at all. Uh, nutrition, fitness, um, and our schedule and also our classes are at powerhousefit.com. Um, and you can get scheduled classes there for indoor rowing, cycling, Evo cycling, which is our new bike. Um, the, we have the skier we use, um, we have boot camp classes, Zumba and yoga, um, with two locations. So yeah, definitely come in. I mean, for new year's resolutions, you know, it's never too late to start. Um, I think uh, was it was 1347 Mama Street. Yeah, 1347. 5353. 5753. 5750. Yeah, Boathouse Lane. Yeah. Infuse the water and everything. So, yeah. Very cool. Well, there you have it. Another edition of The Power of Fitness with Jack Nunn. We're here most Tuesdays at noon uh, Pac